Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Amma ba'd. Jazakallahu khairan for joining us for another session of the IFG Weekly Tafsir. For those of you new to our series, in this Tafsir we look at key verses pertaining to business, money, finance and society. Ponder over them and draw forth actionable points of benefit. Today we'll be going through verse 27 from Surah Al-Ma'idah and sharing some quick thoughts over its meaning. The verse reads as follows: "Ba'ad billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim." Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. "Wadlu 'alayhim naba'a bani Adam bil-haqqi idh qarraba qurbanan fatuqabbila min ahadihima wa lam yutaqabbal min al-akhar." Qala la'aqtulannak So the translation goes as follows. Relate to them in truth, O Prophet, the story of Adam's two sons, how each offered a sacrifice. Abel's offering was accepted while Cain's was not. So Cain threatened, I will kill you. His brother replied, Allah accepts the offering of the sincerely devout. And subhanAllah, it's quite interesting. I found this verse very interesting because both of them made offerings to Allah, yet one was accepted and one was rejected. And it got me thinking that imagine, right? Close your eyes for a second and just imagine that you've been doing all these prayers all these fasts, you've been given so much money in charity, but come Yawm Al-Qiyamah and none of it is accepted. Imagine the horror of that, that you spent all that time and effort and money and sacrifice in an effort to please Allah, but it was not accepted. And here we've got, we've got the words of Habil that indeed Allah only accepts the offering of the sincerely devout. And that should scare us, that should terrify us, right? Because we could be working so hard and doing everything right, but it won't get accepted. So how do we ensure it gets accepted? I think that's the ultimate thing that we're all asking, right? Let's first look at what does muttaqeen consist of? Because the muttaqeen are those that are God conscious. Taqwa, taqwa means to be conscious of God. And to be conscious of him, whenever you make a decision, your mind should switch to the idea, who will Allah be pleased with this action or will he be displeased? That is what someone who is muttaqi would do because he is constantly cognizant. He's constantly aware of his Lord and his awareness drives him to constantly make the decisions that will please him. Similarly, when you're at work, an employee will often think about, okay, what can I do that will impress the boss? Every decision he makes at work will be geared towards impressing the boss because why? He wants that promotion. He wants that pay rise. He wants to get employee of the month. He wants to get praised in the company. So every decision that employee makes will be to impress the employer. So similarly, Allah has created us. He is our creator. He is the one who provides for us. We want to impress him. We want him to be pleased with our actions. But often what happens is that we do a lot of good deeds, but at the same time, 
We do a lot of bad deeds and we're not cognizant of the bad deeds we're doing because we've made our good deeds just habits. We're doing them for the sake of doing them, but not for the sake of the pleasure of Allah. And what do I mean by that? Many people in many Muslim majority countries and here in the West have been raised to go to Jummah every Friday. But how many people go to Jummah because it's a command of Allah in the Quran? How many people go to Jummah because they want to please Allah? That's the key question, right? Because if you're going because, oh yeah, my parents taught me that I have to go to Jummah every Friday. Well, your intention is clear. Actions are by intentions. We know this. This is the first hadith in Bukhari. Actions are judged by their intentions. So if your intention is because it's a cultural thing that you're used to doing, going to pray every Friday, then is that prayer accepted? I don't know. I can't say. Only Allah knows whether it's accepted or not. But the intention wasn't there. So many of us, for example, we pray, we fast, we give in charity, but at the same time, we backbite, we consume riba, we are not honest in our transactions, we cheat people, we steal from people. I mean, how, look at in many Muslim countries, how many times do you know the cases where things are taken from inheritance of other people? We know that this happens all the time. Inheritance disputes are ripe within our lands. And it's quite sad to see something like this. So is that something a muttaqi would do? Would a muttaqi defy the orders of Allah and do what is in their own selfish self-interest? I, I don't think so. So I think that's what we have to do to ensure our good deeds are accepted. We need to be conscious that we're doing these for Allah. And in our day-to-day -day life, we need to be cognizant of every action we make pertaining to society, especially in our transactions, especially in our interactions with other people in society. How many people know that when you're employed by someone, you've got a contract with the boss that from this hour to this hour, you're going to deliver X, you're going to be working for him, your time belongs to your boss. But how many people waste that time, sit there on their phone or do things that they're not supposed to be doing during work time? You're violating a contract there. You're violating a contract you have your, with your boss. Your boss is paying you to do something and you're violating that. We need to be cognizant of anything that could transgress the bounds that Allah has set from us. Anything, if we see that this might displease Allah, we're not going to do it. We're going to step away from that. And that is what a muttaqi would do. That was one point. And the second point that I took from this was, you know, when we give in charity, it's quite sad, but... We often give from the lowest part of what we've got. Now, let me put it this way. When you donate clothes towards charity, which clothes do you donate? Do you donate new clothes? Do you donate freshly bought designer clothes from the store that you would put on your own children? No, you donate the clothes that are worn, worn out. You don't want any more. You've had your fun with them. You've got new clothes now. So you're just like, okay, I'll just give these to charity. Those deeds, you know, they're still beneficial. Of course, I'm going to say that you're rewarded and inshallah, you're still rewarded for that. But was that the best you could do? Because we know from a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he said wordings to the effect of none of you believe until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Something along those lines. But how many of us actually give to that effect? How many of us actually say, you know what? I'm buying these new clothes for my children. Let me buy another extra set of new clothes that I'm going to donate towards charity. And then money that we do give to charity often is our impure wealth. It's the 
money that we got from riba or it's something else that was wasn't supposed to be is that what we're supposed to be giving should we not be giving the best that we have should we not be given a good part of what we have rather than scraping from the bottom of the barrel and then offering that to allah because remember charity is something that you're giving to allah and allah gives to the receiver in fact there's a narration of aisha radiallahu anha who is the wife of the Prophet ﷺ, that when she used to give charity, she used to dip the money in perfume. You know, back then they didn't have sprays, they had like liquid. So she would dip the coins in perfume before she gave it. And the reason she would do that when someone asked her, she would say that because I know that these coins go through the hands of Allah, metaphorically speaking, first and then to the receiver. So I think it's, very important that we are more cognizant of this idea and try to give the best we have rather than, you know, kind of like the bottom of the barrel, for lack of a better phrase. And I'll close on this point. We should be very afraid, yet at the same time, very eager to be of the muttaqun, muttaqeen. Because if our deeds are not accepted, then what have we been struggling for all this time? The scholars of Islam say that entry into Jannah is by Allah's mercy. If you make it into Jannah, it is by Allah's mercy that you have made it into Jannah. Alhamdulillah. But Jannah has darajat, it has levels. And those levels will be defined by our good deeds. If we get into Jannah, Alhamdulillah, that is a great honor and a blessing for us. But if our deeds are not accepted, then our darajat will be much lower than we expected. And we should be striving our utmost to reach the highest levels of Jannah because that is the ultimate goal. And with that, we conclude. وَآخِرُ الدَّعْوَانَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well, inshallah. Be sure to check out the website, islamicfinanceguru.com, as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, assalamu alaikum.